dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs were the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash DJ Killer Kev. Yes, we back, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. You can't make this up, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Football season is knocking. Man, listen. I got a draft tonight. You got a draft tonight? Hey, this is my big league, too. Big money league. How much? $100 buy-in. 900 first place. Damn. And first place come right right after Christmas. Because <laughs> the our playoffs start, I think, week 12. Because this league, let me tell you about this league real quick. We got some time. Yeah. So a lot of people do fantasy football. I get it. But this league is a league that I cherish like like a real, like I'm really managing a team. Like like you might cherish your Madden career on a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. You know, how you might go through that. This commissioner was a former manager of mine at the post office when I worked there right out the Army in 05. Uh, once I left the uh, post office in 2010, he went back to his home state of Washington State, Seattle area, postmaster out there. But his league was always the dopest because he does like the league the league homepage. Every week he changes the picture. Okay. So let's say me and you are playing and I won by one point on a on the Robert Griffin fumble, you know. He'll put up a funny like Robert Griffin picture and like put an <laughs> article up like where you come and read the article like you would the newspaper. And then he'll he does a like a flow of the season or he'll rank Worst team, the best team, who's who having the best, you know, scores. Like, he, he puts a lot of effort into running in this league. Right. And it's been the same people since 06. Like this that's is a our lot tenth, of dedication, man. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a lot of cats that, that come in and out of leagues, and you always got to try to find that 12th person to, yeah. that's going to stick with it, especially it's, dudes that start losing. They just start, all right, man, they in so many other leagues that they just give up. But when you put in that money, yeah. you put up that bread. Yeah. Put up five twenty dollar bills. <laughs> I'm telling you, and this you one, in it for the long haul. And this one really be it be that because we started out as a fifty dollar buy in. We wrote, raised it to seventy five, and we raised it now to a hundred. And like we're talking about now, after this year, they're doing votes, and we have we have a private page on Facebook that we communicate in. We're talking about now keeping an extra player every year. So like next year we keep four. Okay, we started keepers three years ago, so we're up to now having three keepers. PPR, yeah. Uh, starting this year Okay Like we making changes To the league Trying different things But it's the same core people It's just And and what's the funniest thing about it I don't know none of them But him And that's the funniest part About fantasy football It's like Beautiful part About we talk technology shit. Yeah we talk shit You know it's never like Too much It's just Just enough to Get you riled up For Sunday football You know You ready to sit at home All day and Holler at the TV Cause your man Dropped the pass That would've got you Two <laughs> points <laughs> So, but it's 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 really a fun league, man. It's a it's a it's a really really well ran league, and I'm I'm big in the fantasy football. Last year I was in seven leagues. This year, I, <laughs> this year I cut back to five. You know, I got a new addition. I got to spend right. a little more time with the baby, but you know, I still got my core four or five leagues that I'm in. So, hey, well, good luck to you, brother. And speaking of which, this is this is a great segue. What I want to talk about was the proposal my wife just hit me with this week. Okay. 
So my six weeks is up would have been this Tuesday. Okay. No. Yes. Yes. This Tuesday. My homeboy getting married next weekend. I'm in the wedding. So, you know, we got Friday rehearsal. We got Mm -hmm. Sunday all day. You know, Monday recovery. You know, it's going to be a busy weekend for me. So Who like, DJing the wedding? OPZ. Uh-oh. Might Three. pop up and uh, officially be a wedding crash. Breaking news for the homie OPZ. He sent you a big, heavy podcast listener. I did get word that they do have over 300 confirmed guests. Uh-oh. So it's going to be a big one. 302, me and wife coming. At the Schuster. It's going to be a party. Oh. So if you ride by the Schuster on Sunday night, you see it jumping. Just know Killer Kevin O in there rocking the wedding. But um, it's good to know. Yeah, yeah. I got a busy weekend this weekend, so you know. But she hit me with the the proposal was she's she's really gets this like I don't want to call it a postpartum depression, but it's kind of a little bit of a separation anxiety of wondering we don't want to put our baby in a daycare, mm-hmm. you know, a newborn. So she's like wanting me to stay home because my job working for the federal government, I can get up to sixteen weeks. Of 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 maternity leave bonding. Okay, I only took six, so I, I could be off until like November. Are you serious? I, I looked at the calendar, so I'm like, that don't sound bad. But then it's like I gotta really get grinding with this DJ and pick up the extra bread. You know, I'm a disabled vet, so I get that money every month regardless. That's you know, and that's a helpful amount of money. Um, so you know, it, it's been done before. You know, we both was. We, at one point, we had two kids. We both was in school full time. So with DJing, disability, and just making it happen, we was, we was getting by. So what you going to do with this go-around, bro? Nigga, being off for the football season for like the first <laughs> seven, eight weeks. It's like, that sounds amazing. I can dedicate some time to fantasy football. I could just really be a house dad. Really try to win that 900 bucks. And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I could, man. I don't know. I just called my job this past week and asked and asked them to uh, extend it out to the Tuesday after Labor Day. Okay. Because I wanted to recover from that wedding. And uh, they was like, yeah, that's fine. They was like, well, you know, you have up to 16 weeks. They kind of like threw that little little asterisk in there on the phone. I'm like through the phone like, oh, yeah, I do. And she was like, I mean, I couldn't tell you. You could take all 16 if you wanted to. And I'm like, <sighs> so now that's in my head because I was like, I laughed it off like, I'll be back on Tuesday, September 6th. Like, we're not rich over here just to be taking off three weeks or three months and not getting paid for it. It's like, but the cost that we would save from paying for this for this daycare, you know, right. people that we talked to, they want to be around a one, 125, 140 a week. A week. So you're talking, you know, $500 a month. Woo! 480 if you want to be exact, I guess, but. It's a lot of bread. Somewhere between that, you know, that one twenty to whatever range. So it's like five hundred dollars a month. And and really when it all said and done, my bring home because I have a lot of deductions, because I have a lot of like the have like the um flex spending on my on my thing. So flex spending for those that for those that don't know, is a you pick an amount up front at the beginning mm-hmm. of the tax season, and that comes off of your check pre taxed, has money to spend for prescriptions for doctor's appointments for hospital visits for dentist appointment copay for you know all anything medical so with having kids that are going to have dentist appointments and kids that get sick all the time in the school year when school starts everybody nasty you know so like <laughs> my family runs through a couple g's of health care you know 
copays, prescriptions. So that that money comes off to the front end of the check As to help pay for that during end. the year. So I had those come out a monthly basis. You know, I just got a lot of deductions off of, on my end to where it's like my bring home really ain't. I mean, with DJing, I can recover. You know, <laughs> about to be back in this club circuit, huh? I don't. I gotta think of something, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a, I don't know. Well, keep me posted, man. Uh, if yeah. you're gonna be in the clubs, then I might start coming out to the clubs a little bit more. See at, your homie at DJ underscore killer underscore kid. <laughs> clubs, send me your send me your prices. Clubs, <laughs> private <laughs> events, <laughs> weddings. Winter weddings are popping nowadays. Hey, you I know? got I got two gigs in December this year. That's a blessing. I got uh, I'm doing Wright Pat's Christmas party or so. Dope. So right past an Air Force Base, be ready. You know, I'm hearing they're going to have about five, 600, you know, Dang. out there. So I'm looking forward to rocking that. And uh, I got a December wedding. So you open for bids? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, never closed. <laughs> never closed. Only when I'm double booked. But killer, man, <laughs> we got one of my homies online right now. A OG in the radio biz, a big brother to me in this radio business, Mr. Craig Black. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Cam? Is, is it Nash? Cam Nash? <laughs> yeah, that's what we rolling with. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, my dude? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. We wanted to have you on the pod, man, because I know you've been doing something in St. Louis for over 16 years. Craig Black's Community Cuts for Kids. Yeah, um, this this uh, past October is was my 16th year doing it in St. Louis, Missouri. Um. It's it's been it's been a journey and it's been a blessing. I'm gonna tell you that, Kev. You know, giving back, you know, helping out my city, my second city, I should say. It's, right. it's really good, man. It's really good. That's dope, man. I wanted to ask you about that too because you know you are from D.C., but you know uh-huh. you lived in St. Louis for an extended period of time. So, what made you go out there and want to start doing your community cuts for kids? Well, well D.C. born and raised, you know, red skin till I die, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's like to be a Bengals fan. <laughs> hey, you said a Bengals fan? Yeah. This the oh, other, this the other Kev. This is DJ Killer Kid. Oh, what's up, Kev? What's up, Kev? We make it I real easy out here. All right, all right, Kev, Hey, but um, no, I ain't no Bengals, man. Can't do no Bengals, man. Can't, can't do no Bengals. But um, yeah, you know, I moved out to St. Louis in 2000 um because of the radio game, man. I went out there to do radio with uh, Radio One, and um. When I was um, doing nights, my, my program director back then challenged me to actually do a community event. And I just came up with the idea of cutting and styling kids' heads for back to school. You know, I came up with that idea for back to school. And um, it just, it started off with like eight barbers and like two stylists. And we did like, I think like between 20 and 25 kids' heads that day and over the years, it just grew, man. I went to um, two locations, and each day I probably had between 25 and 30 barbers each day at each location cutting the style and hair to get combined. So wow. it's been a journey, man. Like I said, a blessing. Yeah, man. Talk about that journey because, I mean, you know, you stayed in St. Louis, and then you uh, had your... Uh Yo, partnership here in Dayton, Ohio, and now you're back in D.C., <laughs> but uh, you still do this even though you don't live in St. Louis. Yeah, you know, that's when that's when I met my man, Kev. That's when, that's when we hooked up. Yeah. You know, back, what was that, 2005 or 2006? What was that? I think it was like 06. Oh, oh, that was 06? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was 06, yeah, yeah. So then, then I got transferred down to um 
to date, you know, Radio One Movie down there to uh, the Hot 102.9. Me and Kev linked up. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, we, we did our thing. You know, Kev <laughs> gave me that DYT blessing. You know, I got blessed <laughs> down there dating, you know. <laughs> and uh, him and my man, Jay Rand, who else is down there? Man, so many. <laughs> B. Scott. Man, we, yeah, yeah, my man, B. Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did it there for a year. And, you know, I, I I was running back and forth anyway to St. Louis because my son was just two years old. So I still did it that year. I had it um going on. And, you know, it, the, it's all about the barbers and stylists. I'll tell you that much, Kevin. To make it happen, recruiting the barbers and stylists and getting them to participate, building those relationships, it makes it happen. So that's the ground. That's the foundation of the event. And, and you know, reaching out to the community as well, getting those volunteers, getting um. People like uh, McDonald's to come in, getting people like um Jewish Hospital to come do the health screenings, teaming up with the school district, you know, providing, putting the word out to the families that are in need, that need the help, to help me spread that word, along with, uh, you know, radio stations and uh, the local newspapers in St. Louis. You know, it, it's just... You know, it's it's a grassroots event, and, and it just takes some planning, you know. And, and to be able to do it while I'm in, when when I moved back to D.C. back in um, 2012, it's just, you know, it, it it's, it's planning. Mm-hmm. Starting off, I, I usually start probably in September. Like next month, I'll start working the event from D.C. and placing calls and letting people know that we're coming back again just to give everybody the heads up. Because, you know, I just like to put everybody on notice that I'm coming back again in 17 years. We're going to do it. Ooh. And uh, just letting them know that, you know, it's out there. Yeah, that's that's crazy because, you know, me being a DJ, I've always kind of wondered how to start a nonprofit, how to get the ball rolling in that regard. And, like, could you drop a little bit of knowledge on just how – coming like for someone that doesn't know how to even get it started could you kind of talk them through the basics of getting a nonprofit started well you know i'm gonna be honest with you, you gotta do your research man it, it takes a it, it takes a lot of steps to get that nonprofit up and rolling um you know i i i encourage encourage you to uh reach out to some uh lawyers um they have um what was that i think they have a a, a legal counsel that actually does volunteer work that actually helped me out. They give you all the legal advice. They they set the the um, the, the, the uh, give you the template to go off of how to register your organization with the IRS. And uh, you know it's it's not as difficult as people would think. You know the hardest part about launching your foundation is you know doing the the legwork of getting people to buy into your vision and what mm. you want to do. Yeah. That's the biggest, you know. To and, make, you know, if you have a good cause, you know, <laughs> a lot of people do a lot of things and have a little, lot of great intentions, but sometimes you just don't get that support. So you have to build your own following, your own niche to get people to help you out, you know. Yeah. To make sure, you know, giving back is, is a great thing. Don't get me wrong. Everybody wants to help out the kids, but not everybody's going to support your vision. So it's, so it's basically, the basis is you and how you present it to the public and present it to your peers. And that's where you start out. You start with your friends, your family, the people around you to actually grow your foundation. That's where you want to begin with, the people that you know. It's like when you're starting your own business. It's like you want to, the first customers you always want to have are the people that you know. So you can expose the people around you that you'll have hands-on with so you can build your brand between work uh, with word of mouth. So, yeah. you know, that legal part 
is a big part as well. That's why I say you should try any. Um, you can go to a lot of different um, college universities that, that have law schools. They can give you. Uh, they have uh, student lawyers there. They have clerks that can help you out for free to help you process that paperwork and make sure everything is right. Very dope. Now <laughs> you've been involved with this for sixteen years, man. Have you even learned how to cut a head yet, though? Man, you know, you know what, Chad? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Why I had to be there, man? Are you, you know? at least doing lineups, giving even Stevens with a lineup, or are you just sitting back there being cool, hey, Craig Black? Hey, I, I am not going to hurt no little kid's feelings like that, man. I'm not going to test out. That's one thing I don't do. You know what? That's the funny thing about it. Over the years, everybody has asked me, do you own a barbershop? Are you a barber? You gonna, where's your barbershop at, Craig? When you want to start cutting, I'm like, no, I don't cut. I don't do anything like that. I'm just the organizer. It was my vision, and I just like bringing people together to make it happen. And so, but I do, you know, I, uh, you know, I can shake myself up real good. My beard kind of tight, you know what I'm saying? I can take care of me, you know. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And I know you're a big family person, man. I know you always take your kid everywhere. Little Craig is with you all the time and everything, man. Talk about that family thing that you have going on. Hey, man, we riding right now. Can't you call me on the road? We coming back from uh, Virginia Beach right now, you know. Uh, my son, uh, little Craig, 12 years old, man. He's and, 12, uh, bro? He's 12, Kev, man. You old, Kev. You old, man. No, man, I'm getting <laughs> better, yo. <laughs> Remember I had that dude in the uh, studio sitting up on the counter <laughs> on the mic, man, when that dude was two out there with you, man. Ten years later, kid. Ten years later. But we coming back to the beach right now, so family is really important to me. You know, family is the basis of everything you do, and, um, you know, being back in D.C. helped me get back to my immediate family because, you know, I got extended family in St. Louis and Dayton. You know, I, I call every, you know, people that are close to me, people that I I, I can uh, reach out to and, you know, still talk to. That's just part of my family. That's that's people that I can, uh, you know, network with, rely, rely on. But, and that's your basis. You can't you can't do nothing if you, without your family, man. Yeah, man. Talk about uh, the St. Louis Rams leaving St. Louis, your second home, man, going back to uh, Los Angeles. You know what? The whole time... I was in St. Louis uh, for this year's cuts, Kevin. I was rubbing it in with all my St. Louis peoples about how they feel about football season coming around, and y'all don't have a team. <laughs> so, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm a Redskins fan. You know, I never dropped my team. But, you know, St. Louis, when I was living in St. Louis, Senator Rams always got the better of my skin. So, like, I think for the, the whole time I was living there, we probably beat St. Louis probably like two times out of that, uh, what was that, like almost uh, 13 years that I was actually in St. Louis, and it's it's crazy that this year they don't have a team, you know, and they, they're kind of pissed. The St. Louis <laughs> Nakers are really, they really are pissed about that dude, uh, I think his name was Cronky. Yeah. Stan Cronky that uh, actually um, took the team out of there because, you know, it's, it's bad enough that he moved the team out of St. Louis, but he actually told the NFL that the city is a bad city for NFL team, and mm. we, you should, and we as a league should never take a team back there. Mm. Horrible cosign. Man, he just, wow. and so they are, they, the St. Louis natives, you know, the people, so a lot of my friends that I talked to, I got a, a guy that, um, my man Palm Alexander, that I did uh, a little bit of sports talk for about a year and a half with in St. Louis, you know, we talked about it for a length of a lengthy time, and he was just, you know, he was really pissed <laughs> about the Rams leaving. And, um, you know, he's he's trying to say that everybody's migrating to the Tennessee Titans. Really? And, yes. And I'm like, well, you would think that Kansas you would go City. right up the road to Kansas City, right. but that's like they hate Kansas City, so they won't go that direction. They won't go to the Titans. So I was like, but you got to lose that hate. 
you ain't got a team no more. Just go ahead, jump on the bandwagon. Like, no, we ain't, we ain't going, going there. <laughs> we ain't going. We ain't mess with them bums. I wonder if that would be like. I wonder if that would be like Cincinnati, like having to be a Browns fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's probably what it would be like. like. like there's no way. Like, yeah, the Bengals versus the yeah, Browns. Yeah, yeah, probably, like, probably the same way, yeah. Yeah, there's no way. It's that, it's that uh, I don't know, it's that war. It's that, that, yeah, that, state, too, that We live too man. close and we rivals just because of that. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're like, no, they ain't doing it. We ain't messing with them Chiefs. We're going down to Tennessee. I was like, okay. He's actually, uh, my man Palm is actually sponsoring a, a bus trip down there for that game that the, the, the Titans play the uh, Chiefs. Okay. All right. And they, but they ain't going to take the road trip right up to Kansas City. They're going to go down to the city. Once again, I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> That would be horrible for the Bengals. Then we had to be Steeler fans. Yeah, y'all should be. That would be bad. Y'all should That'd be, be a bad fans. choice. It should be a be Browns fan or a Steelers fan. That'd be a bad never, choice. Never. What's your <laughs> predictions for the uh, NFL season, Black? Hey, you know, I, I got my Reds. I, I think my Reds is going to the division again this year, man. I think we're going to pull it off again. You know, we are in the division East, NFC East division champs. You know that right, Kevin? You know that right, don't you? Blah, blah, you blah, know, blah, blah. You know that right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if you like the Browns or the Bengals, which, which I'm a Steelers show? fan, man. Oh, I'm a Steelers right. fan. Black and yellow, baby. Ohio, but he's a Steelers fan. I Absolutely. That, but, I, but I can understand you not being a Browns fan. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> my prediction, my my skins will win the NFC East again this year, and um, I don't know. We'll probably get into the playoffs and and lose the first game. Like I think we're gonna have this exact repeat as last year. We're not gonna improve on it. I think we're gonna get first round of playoffs, wild card game, we're gonna lose. That's my prediction. You know, as for the champions, I, I think it's wide open this year. I don't know who was gonna actually win the Super Bowl this year. It won't be the Steelers though. But go ahead. <laughs> don't be hating. Don't be hating. <laughs> you know, yeah. our uh podcast is, you know, mostly based around music, man. So how you feel about the new music scene going on, man? Hey, Ken, I don't, I'm kind of lost. Let me tell you, Kev, um, I, I haven't told a lot of people. Uh, starting next week, I'm jumping back on the radio uh, in D.C. on WPGC. Dope. Yeah, yeah, Kev, I can't get away from it. Time right? for me to co- make that visit. <laughs> so I've been, I've been listening real hard for the last month and a half to try to get myself back into the swing of hip-hop now. What the Hell, it's mumble <laughs> rap. Is that what it is? Mumble yeah. rap? Much is, is, that, is that actually a genre of rap right now? Nah, man. It's like a mix of trap music, mix of trap soul. You know, they got so many forms of hip hop now. You know, you got Bryson Tiller and Tory Lanez with trap soul. You got the mumble rappers like uh, Future yeah. and. Would that be the dude, uh, designer? Would he be a mumble rapper, designer? Uh, he absolutely. is the definition of a mumble rapper. Absolutely. He's a on the front of the brochure. So, <laughs> I feel like, I'm going to be honest with you, the way I feel with rap now, I think I can be a rapper. I can fit into the mumble rap genre. Because <laughs> I have no lyrics whatsoever. So I can really, you give me a high track and I can ride out a beat just saying nothing. You know, <laughs> if I can make a hit record off a hot beat saying nothing, I can do that. Hey, man, you can all start it off with the uh, So Gone Challenge, man. It, it, no, man, I'm not doing that shit. That's what's wrong with the internet now. It's the so gone challenge. Come on, man. It's, did you do one? You put one up there? No, nah, bro. No, no, not me. Not me. Not me. Not me. I gotta have. I'm gonna get my ghostwriter like Drake, and then I drop one. Hey, I, now, the lost hey, ones okay. I've been interested in a little bit. Yeah, you seen that? Yeah, lost I've seen ones that. Challenge. I've been looking. Oh yeah, the, um, 
the lost ones. You yeah. know, it's a lost one. Yeah, I saw that yeah, one. And the uh, shook ones too. Yep. Oh, the shook. I thought y'all yeah, I know. I know the shook ones. I know. I heard about that one, but I don't. know. I couldn't do the so gone. So I may do mess with the shook ones more of a classic rap track. So I might. I don't know. I might have to jump on that shook ones. I might have to try to write a couple bars to that. One. I have to shock the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let them know but, Craig know. Black is back, right? Yeah, let them know that you know that dude is back in the game. <laughs> but yeah, man, the rap today is really—I don't know what to call it, man. I don't know if it's if it's going to kill a game. I mean, look at your boy uh, Slim Thug. He got an album cover with his dress on. I mean, <laughs> Young Thug, Young Thug, Young—I don't know. See, I don't even know which one he is. <laughs> thug, young thug. One of them thugs. Uh, one of them thugs. I don't know. <laughs> young Thug. My bad. But uh, it's yeah, all good, album. bro. Uh, I mean, that's that's crazy. But go ahead. Uh, no, I was just saying, man, we appreciate you jumping on the pod, man. How can the people stay in contact with you? Hey, man, I appreciate you having me on. Everybody can reach me at Instagram. It's at Craig Black. That's Craig B-L-A-C. On Facebook, it's Craig Black. That's Craig B-L-A-C. Snapchat, it's Craig Black. One, it's Craig B-L-A-C, the number one. And um, that's how you can get at me, man. You can always hit me on um, my website, too. You can check out the Craig Shields Foundation dot org to uh, see what's going on with community country kids. Like I said, uh, next year we're hitting to our 17th year. And wow. uh, anybody wants to donate, anybody wants to volunteer that time, you ever near the St. Louis metropolitan area, you can always hit up the website and let me know. Once again, it's the Craig Shields Foundation.org. Very dope, bro. Very dope. And they can follow you on that gram for that walk, right? Yes, for that walk, that morning walk. And um, you know what? Coming real soon. The Community Custom Kids is coming to D.C. real soon. We're it out. Yeah, it's going to come to D.C. I, I, I predict it may jump off next year. I think we may introduce Community Custom Kids in Washington, D.C., in my hometown next year. Very dope, big take bro. Take our time with it. Take our time with it. Yeah, and catch me on that walk early in the morning. Appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on, Ted. No hey, question. Kev. Yeah, appreciate you. All right. Special shouts out to the homie Craig Black for jumping on the pod today. Yeah, that was that was dope info because for for nonprofit, you know, that's a lot of people that really would want to get involved with something. You know, they feel like they feel like so and so got all this money coming in and doing all like it, people have their questions. Mm-hmm. We'll just say so. You know, it's dope to get some information, get some point you in the right direction to get lined up for something like that. So I, I enjoy that part of the pod for sure. Absolutely, man. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about. Colin Kaepernick, my 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 check the other box brother. <laughs> check, the, check the other box. Check the other box on the applications. I bring that up mainly because for people that don't know, over the weekend preseason football game, Colin Kaepernick, quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, did not stand during the national anthem. Yeah, I ask you because you are military. You served our country very well, and we thank you for your service. Yeah. And I want to know how you felt about that. I am really, truly 50-50 on this. And I'm not because I'm half black and half white either. <laughs> Judgmental. Just like Colin. <laughs> right. No, but for real, what for me, what it is, is I get the patriotic, the what the flag means to a lot of people, what the, you know, what people have died to get that flag raised, you know, and be respected. Among the other flags, you know, trying to be that number one spot, you know, I get all that in a nutshell. But when you have a group of people that belong on this here greatest earth, greatest country in the world, just as much as you do, 
and then getting that love by the constant, you know, police shootings, the constant, you know, racial racial comments and crimes, and just the racist country we live in. You put it, you know, it's still a racist country. It might not mm-hmm. be as bad as it was, but it's still a racist country. And I think for people, for him to be like, yo, I don't. They ain't, they ain't, they ain't pledging allegiance to what we stand for, you know. Like they, <laughs> they ain't, they ain't out here. Oh, say, can you see him for us? Right. So it's like, if that's what you, if that's what that's what it means to you, cool. But for me, this ain't, this is a problem. So, I, and it's only news because he black. I mean, 1, we had, we we had we had people in that one of the shot put in the Olympics that did the same thing. That only was news because. It wasn't even really news. It was news to black people on Facebook because it was shared so much as to why ain't this news? Why they didn't, Gabby Dudley didn't put her hand on her heart. Mm-hmm. You know, it's news. And that's coming off the Olympics, man. And first thing I did after seeing Colin not stand and seeing all the reports on ESPN and everything like that. And of course, you know, you go on Facebook and Twitter and complex news they had an article about you know the backlash and immediately the first comments to him is get the hell out of our country you nigga so you use racial slurs to try to provoke someone to stand for the american flag you're proving his point exactly you know what i mean that's the reason why he didn't like exactly the things that are bothering him that he is voicing which he has the right to do so you know if if that's what it takes to spark another conversation about it, fine. Because at the end of the day, the more we talk about it, the more we iron this shit out, the better chance we got than letting Trump fix it. Absolutely, you know, you know man. What I'm so the more, the more we have to. It's just like it's like teaching the kid to talk. You got to say "dad, dad, mama" a million times before that he finally he or she finally say "dad, dad." He or she say "daddy." He, you know what I'm saying? Like it ain't like, all right, now you're walking, boy. Go pee in the potty. But, <laughs> That it's still a process. So. And after the Kaepernick thing, the first thing I thought about was John Carlos and Tommy Smith from the 1968 Olympics. Yeah. And I think about it like back then, what what was the reaction then? Are we going to have the same reaction now? Because now you see, see them with their black power fist up. you like, man, that, that's awesome. And no one... No one around says, oh, man, that was that was fucked up. That's shitty. Back then they said that, but now they un- people understand. Are we going to come to a point 10 years down the line, 15 years down the line, where they say, man, we got to salute Kaepernick. He took a stand for something he believed in and having the balls enough to do it, unlike so many other athletes, just like, all right, man, I'm cool. I'm going to just get my check and keep my endorsements and keep everything rolling. And not stand up for something they believe in. Stand up for the rights of people. You know what I'm saying? We're all people, especially people of this country. If we're not going to be protected by from the people that are abusing us and treating us like dirt, then we're just as guilty as anybody else if you're not speaking up for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's it. You got, you, got, you got to be, you have to be allowed the opportunity to debate anything. You know, that's why there's not one president and one law. You know, the country was built this way. If you really go back to the, you know, how the country was built and what it was all put, the Constitution was put together in a messy way. Mm -hmm. So that way people can have the opportunity to debate and come up with a, 
solution together versus it being just, well, we said you got to hop on your left foot twice before you cross the street. You didn't do it. That's a ticket. You know, like it, it could have been that yeah. concrete and stone, but it was it was put together in, in a messy way for that reason. So, I mean, all this all this is what is what has been wanted. It's just now we get to see it more because technology, you know, instead of it being news in 1968 where you caught that at 630 with, you know, the nightly news that came on. You know, or or in your morning paper, or you know, debated about it with your people in the coffee shop the next day. Now it come out, and while you still furious about it before you had to sleep on it at night, you get to ah, you know, do yeah. do and say what you want to who, whoever, and the right hashtag you, you 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 gone. <laughs> you you well, I, shoot. You say the, the the heinous thing that the um the artist or the athlete sees, yeah, and they retweet it. Or ESPN gets a hold of it, and they put you put you on blast. They turn you yeah. into the news story. It's been so many people that have been said hateful things to famous people or whatever, and they've been fired from their jobs because yeah. people are reporting like, "Hey, man, just want to let you know." Um, that's why I don't understand the, Johnny the, Jones at blah 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 blank bank yeah. is talking reckless. This type of people you're employing. And blah blah bank comes out with that statement. Blah blah Johnny Jones no longer works here. Send. That, <laughs> they ain't got no problem that, cutting people off. That's why I don't understand the social media renege. Like, like there's no there, you put it out there like somebody once if one person screenshots it, it's over. Because now it's not you delete it all you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if one person sees it and feels a way about it and screenshots it. You know, and puts it on their group chat with their homegirls. Like, look at this nigga. Mm-hmm. You know, and then five more people get mad. I'm about to put, you know, it's, 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 it's gone. It's you that, said it's screenshots. That it reminded me of something I heard Fab say. Uh, screenshots ended the DL relationships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's an awkward transition, man. But, you can't make this up podcast, man. You can't man. make this up podcast, man. Once the screenshot game came in, boy. That's why, I man. It's like <laughs> a lot I, of players hung it up. I'm so glad we was on the like newborn age of internet. You know, if you think back to us growing up with it, like we got to enjoy some wilds of it. Yeah. But imagine being 13, 14, 15, 16 years old now. With what you was on then, but you had to write in a letter on top of a on top of a high five track. Yes, sir. And give it to her, mail it to her house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Catch her at the Fly City and pass it off to her. Passing like, notes in class. Yeah, like getting your boys to help you write something fly. Now, man, this is like, man, you can touch it right then and there. You know, if you if you have if you have a question about anything in this world, <laughs> twitgoogle.com is for. Cat, I mean, I got a little cousin. <laughs> Like, they bold out here. They can say anything they want right then and right there. Yeah. Sin. If they get the if they get the number, they they good. And they just having a full blown conversation via text. Yeah. With all types of bravery. Things right. I would things I would never <laughs> ask a girl at that age. Like right. you coming over or not. Boy, you're thirteen. Right. <laughs> I got a young homeboy, man, I see at the barbershop sometimes, man. This this dude like I thought I knew enough about, you know, the tenders and the, all those things to get the concept of what, you know, what it was. And it's like, yes, I do. I'm not that not that much of an old head yet. But it's like to see, like, so how reckless his conversation was with these chicks. It's like, you know, it ain't like, hi, how you doing? What's your name? Where you from? 
you know, then it got cool to put like, what was it? Age, sex, and location, the little ASL, little symbols. Like it got, it got cool to do that for a minute. But now it's like, yo, I'm in town till 10. You trying to get this up? Yes. Okay. We're, like it's like right to it. It's like, Jesus. Y'all just ain't even. I couldn't even operate in that era. Yo. I couldn't even get down. Man. I, I thank God I'm alive in the era I grew up in. I was, I had some close, some close calls when it came to, <laughs> to making wrong decisions. So, hey, hey, you can't make this up. You cannot make <laughs> this up, podcast. I wanted to give a shout out to a good friend of mine, works at the radio station with me, BC. He got married over the weekend, okay. went to his wedding and everything like that. So it made me think about dope weddings and shitty weddings. What was the dopest wedding you ever DJed? Mm, I'm biased. It's going to have to be OPZ's, man. OPZ's wedding. It was so, okay, and I'm going to get you there because we got a little time. Yeah. It was so dope because of everything involved. So, so first off, let me give you a little backstory, me and OPZ, for those that don't know. Me and OPZ have grown to be what I would consider, like, one of my best friends of life. Like, we talk on the phone about any and everything. We've laughed together. We've cried together. We, we, we've experienced a lifetime of friendship in a short amount of time, if you think about it. Less, less than 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um. My friend whose wedding is this weekend that I'm in, that I was telling you about earlier, mm-hmm. he worked at Enterprise with OPZ being the manager of the Enterprise in Trotwood. I was home from the Army, was kicking it with him. I was going to Miami of Ohio, Oxford every weekend, Friday through Sunday, kicking it with my boy, like I went to Miami. Like people thought I went to Miami, they still do to this day. <laughs> Red but Hawks. That whole 05, 06 was me just living off my disability from the Army, kicking it, GI Bill. I was, I was cool. So met OPZ. I knew who he was as a DJ from being out with him and kicking it, but I got to know him through Monday through Friday at Enterprise. And uh, I was new into DJing, and he helped me. Like, he literally gave me his music to copy his music to get me a a 50,000 songs to work with out the gate instead of having just to do it all myself. So that kind of, like, really showed who he was as a person to me. And we just, you know, from there it's been more and more and more. So to the wedding, started with the ask. You know, I was honored just to be asked to be a part of the wedding in any capacity. You know, whether it be a guest, whether it be DJing, whatever he needed. You know, I was I was cool with just being thought of. And uh, he asked me to be a part of the wedding as a groomsman, but also DJ. And I'm like, yeah, whatever you need, you know, whatever. And he started a group chat with all the groomsmen, and he would, uh, like, every – uh, every couple of weeks, he he would send a, like, like an email out to everybody, and like it would have a, a bio of that person. So you got to know each person in the groomsman side, how old knew them. Mm-hmm. So it might be two pages, might be a paragraph or two. It just depends on who it was. Like, but most of them were at least a page of about this person, what he doing now, how they met. You know, just funny some funny stories. You know, just getting to know each person. So that was dope. Mm-hmm. We to took, get you connected for yeah. people that you don't know. Yeah, so you felt like ice. you felt like you knew everybody coming to what I was getting ready to to, to, to say was we we took a, a OPZ's bachelor night turned to a bachelor week in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So all the fellas, you know, we planned this early. You know. Uh, all of us, I think we had about a total of, I think, 12 to 14 people came from uh, Columbus, Cleveland, Ohio, and, and Dayton, pretty much Ohio area. We all went to Phoenix, kicked it in a resort. I'm talking the the finest of resorts, the, <laughs> the like, you name it, it was there. It was dope. We we went, we had uh, T. Phil, who was a, 
He's a. Uh, I think he went to Wright State. Mm-hmm. A lot of people know T. Phil. He was. Uh, he lives out there, so he was our tour guide slash taking us to all the right places that we would want to see on a dope bro trip. So y'all can put those puzzles together. <laughs> but we uh, we had some amazing restaurants. We stopped by. We went to Top Golf. You know the casino. We. Went to the went to the college area and had a few drinks, you know, with the, with the college kids and partied it that. up. Yeah, you know, just just had a good time and it was just a good time. It wasn't no like pressuring old to do nothing that he didn't want to. You know, it was just like, yo, our bro about to get married. You know, anybody that know OPs, you know, he he he's he's uh, has a few extra strings that he was woven with that we didn't have. He thinks he's a more of a thinker. He's organized. He's a planner. He's Making sure everybody cool. Like it was just a dope, dope trip, man. We had a great time that we played golf in 110 degree weather. Only made it nine holes and everybody about died. The dry heat though. It was, man, <laughs> hot. The hottest golf I've ever played. But all in all, man, we had a great trip. So then comes some comes the wedding. We all had that rapport from the trip. So the wedding weekend is just fun. You know, we all just kicking the drinks, got little jokes about the trip, you know, having a good time, just fellowshipping. And uh it was in Columbus. At the, uh, what is it called? The Blackwell mm-hmm. uh, at Ohio State. Everybody got rooms there for two nights, you know, kicked it. Just, and then the wedding. So, now, now, imagine, now imagine all this. The dopest wedding, you know, huge numbers as far as people there. Just, and everybody knows that it's OPZ's wedding, so everybody know it's going to be a party. Right. And he entrusting you with that meat of the party. Like, oh, it was like, I'm going to get on a spin, as you would expect, you know, a few times throughout the night. I don't recall him spinning one night. And one part of the night, <laughs> dope. It just, it just, it just was flowing good. You know, he came back there. Of course, did some mic work and you know hyped it up. But I don't, I don't, I don't. He might have. I don't recall him DJing. But it was me, him, Doc Strange. You know, that was a dope weekend with Doc Strange. The RIP to the big homie, man. We uh really got a you know a good sense of work ethic, and you see, you know, a man come from Tennessee with a U-Haul full of you know what he would bring to first Fridays. He brings to O's wedding. So the sound is rock. I bring all my stuff. O got his stuff in case we want to sprinkle it around. And we just set up the most amazing like light show and sound you could imagine. Like the ceremony, we had it at like one or two notches because it was it would have been too much. <laughs> but the reception, you know, we cranked that thing up and chandeliers rocking, hotel complaining. Like that's that's how we roll. So it was Epic, epic, epic weekend. And that was a night that my laptop decides to uh, have his first major hiccup. Really? Funny, funny story. Real quick. I'm uh, in the wedding party. You know, we get introduced in. Doc Strange does that, which he doesn't do. Doc Strange was never a mic talker. So he brought everybody in. And uh, wedding starts. I'm supposed to do, like, the first dance and the special songs and stuff. I go up there to get everything ready. Computer's just frozen. I'm like. Cause he set me all up prior to frozen. I'm like, so I had to reboot the computer. Now the Mac I had at the time was an 08 Mac. And this is what? 2004. Was it 2014 or was it last year? That was last year. Was it? Yep. 2015? Yep. Yeah. Time is flying. So yeah. So, so I had a, I got a, a newer Mac, but at, at that time, the Mac I had, uh, the reboot took a good two minutes. So they ready to get going kind of, and I'm still rebooting. Mind you, the DJ, when that happens, that first song you play, you don't know if it's going to happen again real quick. If it's gonna, So you like just terrified. So I get things rebooted. Something happened where they had to stop at a table and talk to somebody, you know, a family member real quick. So I got that little delay. They come up like, you ready? I'm like, yeah. First dance. And they had a like a first dance that had a transition from 
modern, you know, sweet to like a funny get up, have a good time first mm-hmm. dance. So it was kind of a dope first dance they had where they had I had to DJ a few little parts, and uh, it just it just worked out. It wasn't no hiccups. Like I just it came back on. I pressed play and was like, give me five minutes. Like you can you can happen any other time of the night. I don't even really care about that. Like somewhat embarrassing happens to every DJ at some point. You just kind of roll with them. But to have it happen during someone's first dance, like I've never had that happen, and it's like that would be the worst because mm-hmm. you know, you can't really start over a first dance. Like, right? My bad. Let me start that back over for y'all. Sorry about that. That's gonna be that's gonna be their first dance memory for fifty Remember years of marriage. Yeah, <laughs> every like every time they hear the song, like so it's like you just can't have that happen. At the, that's like a that's like you breaking your arm or losing your arm and you are an NBA player, man. Like it just it, it can't happen. So. I'm glad that went through <laughs> smooth, but the wedding was a party, man. It was, you know, it was everything you would imagine a wedding to be open bar, drunk. Everybody was staying in the hotel, so no one went anywhere that night. So everybody was just letting loose. It wasn't no, we too cool for school in our suits. Man, that, that's the worst. Yeah, man. We were too cool for school, Everybody man. get dressed up and like, you ain't messing up this suit. You know how much this dry cleaning costs? <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, what was the worst DJ? Wedding you DJ. <laughs> Your fault or their fault or just I would say it was just too cool. I would say the worst would honestly be my first. Really? Because now my first wedding was a good friend of mine, uh Trent Trent Nalls and his wife, Miss Brittany. They might be listeners. What up, what up? <laughs> Um, it was the worst in the sense of I was really kind of faking the fact that I was a DJ. I wasn't really like honed in on my skills enough to be like, I can handle whatever happens. You know, I'm, I'm DJ killing my fucking cat. You know, like I didn't have that within me to be like, you need me to rock a white party all night. Cool. You need me to rock a, you know, reggae night. Cool. Like I was just, yeah, DJ, what you need? You know, nervous as hell about the whole night. Had to rent equipment from Double R. <laughs> and this is a fun. I ain't seen that dude, Eon. <laughs> yeah, he out in Arizona, I believe. Oh, but okay. Anybody that's rented things from Double R, you better off building it yourself. <laughs> so this guy, he gave me one speaker and one like church floor monitor that I had to like rig up into this amp. It was just a mess. Like I barely got the sound working. Uh, at that time, no laptop, just straight CDs. I had probably 50 CDs that I had put together and uh, my kids spilled stuff on my CD book and all my labels got messed up. So I took the labels out mad, not thinking, trying to save the CDs and dry them off. Uh Had them all in a pile, just threw them away. So I had like half my CD book didn't even have labels as to what was on these blank CDs. So it was just like a whole bunch of going through the songs. Like it was work. Like every song... You got three minutes to find the next one, and it has to make sense. You know, and they didn't even know how I didn't get, like, you know, hate from the wedding. They had a good time, and everybody enjoyed it. But it's like, to see how I do weddings now compared Compared to then, it's like, I gave y'all trash. Like, (laughs) that was just the fact that I love music a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I got through that. It was, people don't realize, man, everybody thinks they can DJ. You know, everybody thinks they can do that. Like, man, you, I can go up there. Yeah, you you can for fifteen minutes and play Future and Drake and you know, but when it's when it's ten to two and you don't want to play the same song four times and you people that come early might come for a different vibe or might be there for the 
quick after the movie drink before we head home, or they might be there for the free drinks waiting for the party. So you got to kind of entertain both crowds, build it to something worth riding in the parking lot to stop and come in for. Like no DJ gets that respect. You know, the party, the party could be deep as hell, but if the music whack, people leaving. Absolutely. So for it to be not people leaving, that means your DJ is rocking. So, you know, it's more, it's a lot more to it than just building a playlist in iTunes and just playing song for song because, you know, some some people can get by with that. You know, you can talk your way out of some of those nights, you know, hold up now, where the bad bitches at? And drop something, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, can, you can do that all night if you really wanted to, but it's, it, if you care about it enough, it's, it's more to it than that, you know, and you can make it really a story and a, you know, people remember dope nights and a lot of that be because of the soundtrack of the DJ, you know, Absolutely. put you in a space and time that you, you know, re- recall. And then when they see you, bro, man, that night, after, we still talk about that night, bro. You had a, you know, that's just the moment they remember. So mm-hmm. that's what you do it for. And hype men, hype men go a long way too, man. Absolutely. I actually finally met uh, ATL, big hype man yeah. in Dayton. Uh, so I met him on Friday night out at Club Aces, man. Shots out the Club Aces, man. Like <laughs> my first time going out there was like three weeks ago. They show mad love, man. So I rocked with Club Aces, but yeah. finally met the homie ATL, man. He is a fool, man. He's a clown, man. Talk about the difference or how you rock a party with or without a hype man, because I've seen you, you, yeah. you and O really don't need hype man. You're your own hype man, right. you know what I'm saying? But the the hype man, like, they help the party for someone like a, I don't know, like you were saying, Doc Strange, who wasn't yeah. a, a big on the mic person, or uh, DJ All In. He's not big on the mic. He right. lets his hands do the talking. Right. You know what I'm saying? Talk about the hype man yeah. perspective. Like, now, for me personally, there's a few DJs that I know. We and Al touched on this a few pods ago, if you want to recap that too. Um, there is. Uh, a few DJs that don't need a hype man, they can just, that's a part of their set. For me, that's a part of it. If you don't give me a mic, because for me, this is what happens. Get a, get, get it from my end. I've had just as many drinks as you. I might have partaked in something on the way there. <laughs> you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm getting playing a song for y'all. Y'all having a ball. A table of five beautiful ladies just got up, hiked their dresses up, they twerking. I got something to look at. So now I'm like, yo, I need to keep this ass right here because it's going <laughs> to get started. So now you be like, what can I play for these ladies that's going to keep him right there? You're thinking, you're searching, you find it in your headphones, you hear how well it's blending together. So you're up there like, oh, and you're getting hyped because you're the only one hearing how well this sounds together. You know what they're going to do, so you were up there already doing it. And now, when it's time to drop it, as you're blending it in two songs, that gives them eight bars to be like, What's this? Yeah. I want another drink. Come on, let's go, girl. And that quick. You lost them. You can lose them for three or four steps. They might hear it and be like, oh, you've seen it. Oh, this is my song. Hold on. They come right back. You know, so like you have might have that moment or you might lose them to the bar. But if you keep them there and you say, all right, you got more than $50 in your pocket right now. And you know you fresh. You know you clean. You don't need no man for nothing. You know, and they, they you right, ah! They having a good time with that, and you drop. He ain't fucking with you unless you got a lot of money. You know, a, a song they can just be wild to. Mm-hmm. Now, a table of other girls like they having fun. They ain't fly. What? Right. More come is a domino effect, and it just builds into a night. So it's like, that's it for me, man. That's 
That's it. <laughs> man, that's like, it I respect me. That's... that, man, because, you know, the, not everything. only it's a craft of DJ and the blend music, and but blend music, DJ, and talk on the microphone. Yeah. It's a talent, man. To, to, like, to, have, to have that mic, man, like, like to, to be able to, to be able to control them for that moment, it's like the hype man is for that reason, yes. But DJs do that too. And some DJs do it, and it helps them get through the night and stay motivated. You know, but then like early upcomings when I was doing, like I can remember uh, Club Evolutions out there on Dixie. Mm. Was doing that, and uh, me and O was really like co co tagging that every other weekend. He had weekend off. I would have weekend off, and we just back and forth it on Saturdays. Um, sometimes rock together if we felt like it, and that's kind of where that started. Me and O kind of was in that time and space. There wasn't DJs rocking together, and me and O always take the back seat to this. You know, we don't really like to like like say it like Poppy Kyle yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we're not really <laughs> on that. You know, it ain't really that that deep for us. You know, but it, it is sometimes because it's like we kind of rock that together. And then you started seeing people just putting two DJs together because of what they felt was needed, you know. And then for a long time, even now, you know, there's, you'll still see two DJs put together just to, you know, rock an event. And they could be two different. They could be two of the same. They could be two that I'm better than him, you know. And I want to watch this. I'm going to play all these hits, see what he do. Oh, you play all the hits? Oh, I got to go here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you went there. I'm gonna go. You know, so it's like a constant. So you, the whole night, you just getting yanked across the room. Oh, we over here now. Oh, we on that now tonight. Okay, you know, so you might have that kind of mood in your club, and not realize it that it could have been so much more with a smoother, you know, with people that want to work together, mm-hmm. or people that that present themselves as a package, you know, you know, or want to rock by themselves. Like every DJ enjoys doing it on their on their own. You know, very few even really truthfully enjoy to share the night. Because they want that feeling all night long, because it, it means that much to them, you know. So it's like me and O kind of just kind of started that again in the city, you know. I, I I can't speak for you know out of my time frame of DJing, but I know from being home from the army, it was one guy in the club every night, you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it became two. So here nor there, I mean, the hype man itself. Like, I, but I was saying that to say I remember shell shock. You know, yes. we had him on the pod about the Baton Rouge. And speaking of him, I gave him a call this week. He is doing okay with the flooding that happened down there. Everything's good for him. So I checked in with him, make sure he was good. Mm-hmm. But he was, uh, that was his kind of extra credit with his music. You know, that was a way for him to get and to get cool with DJs and club owners. Like, I can I can hype it too. It don't have to be about just shell shock for the moment. But we can throw this shell shot track on at twelve forty five in a minute, you know. And if you want, yeah. To. So it's like he was really good at that. Like he was good at bringing that just vibe to where you you couldn't you couldn't sit still, you couldn't sit down, you know. And there's hype men like even like DC, DC do it yes, around sir. town. He, uh, you know, I've said it to his face. This ain't no, this ain't no slap in the face, but like sometimes he does it so well that he don't give you a chance to do it too. He he just all night mm-hmm. keeping it going, high energy. To where if the night needs that, like a lot of times the night is not going as crazy as you want to go with the DJ and you kind of get down or get complacent a little bit like, just going to be another night. But when that extra push is there from somebody that's, why are you so hype, man? Well, hell, let me get him hyped then. You know, like it kind of helps you get mm-hmm. going to help the night get going to, you know, to save the night for real. So 
hype men are definitely needed, man. They definitely need it. But let us, the ones that want to, you know, give us, you know, some, some time to do what we do too, because that's a lot of our push too. Like for me, that's if I don't have a mic and you just going all night. There's, there's been nights where I've unplugged DC's mic <laughs> while he's in mid sentence, plugged mine in, and talked until he realized after 15 minutes of him on the mic doing nothing, nobody can hear him, and no one can hear him. Then he comes back to the booth. What happened? Oh, my fault. I had to get you know. I forgot to put you back on. Plug him back in. He talking again. He gone. Unplugged it again. Put him. You know, I've done that to him numerous times in the night. Like that's that that's that's a part of DJ and that some people need to. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> Straight unplugged. Like I need a moment, man. But you're doing your thing. Just let me get a moment. <laughs> just just a, just a smidge. Just a smidge, man. Before we wrap it up, man. Fantasy football. You talked about this a little bit earlier, man. Yeah. You're in like five leagues. You got big money leagues and everything like that. I don't want to get. Well, I'm gonna keep it real. I'm gonna need some fantasy football advice. So yeah, yeah. Uh, give me your top five players that I need to make sure I keep an eye on. Well, if you uh, depend on your league and how you're scoring, it's a PPR. Goes, PPR league. So <laughs> for those that are, you know, what well, I ain't gonna go for those that don't. If you don't know, this ain't for you. <laughs> right. Uh, I would, you gotta have like the Antonio Browns. You gotta have the, AB. You gotta have the Gronks. You gotta have the the running backs out out the backfield. You know the the Charles and the and the uh, what's the dude's name? Um, like even even uh, Devontae Freeman from Atlanta. He get a lot of drop. Yeah. Like you gotta have people like that too on the back end or middle of your draft. Not just because you see Alshon Jeffries there and you know he is a beast. Man, color ain't threw one to him yet. Yeah, color like they back to being the Bears look like again this year. Like preseason might be a quick glimpse, but it's a glimpse. And like, yeah, color can turn on. He might have three or four or five games a year where he got four touchdowns and four hundred yards, three hundred yards, whatever. But you want to me, you want that consistent double digit score, right? In fantasy football, that's, that's what I get from a lot of people when I ask about fantasy football because I play, but I'm not into it like that. Yeah. It's you want consistent players. You want dudes that get in the end zone, not just dudes that get Or at stats. least get the opportunity to. You, you yeah. don't want the, you know, like I, I'm a homer guy, so I constantly struggle with picking. There's times where I've had Jeremy Hill and Geo. Like I just got all the running back support <laughs> for this, you know, and they might only go for a, a buck 10 and a touchdown. So collectively they got me 11 points, you know, something like that, you know, so where it's like 13 points, whatever, whatever it would be. When I could have been like get off the homer and just try to get you know a Devonte Freeman or a you know a uh, try to think of a, of a, a, a Chris Ivory you know mm-hmm. somebody like that who who they're going to get the opportunity to get you a score in fifty yards that's right. kind of what you want you know if you can get a score in fifty yards you got eleven points if everybody's double digits you probably got a chance to win now My- in the bigger scoring leagues though you got to take it to the to the account of like the one I'm in. That I was telling my boy about is they uh, also the return guys get points. Okay, so a tag in might be or Antonio Brown doing punt returns. You know he really might be a value because he also going to have numerous receptions. He he leads the league in receptions, any position, and he going to get a few punt returns. He's going to take at least one to the house at some point during the season or kick a Browns punter in the face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's he's going to get you that thirty point game at some point, if not every week. I mean, like some PPR leagues, you know, the the scores be two hundred points. It's nutty. My biggest thing about fantasy football, why it took me so long to get into it, man. Like, I'm a Steelers fan. It 
pains me to root for other people that ain't on the Steelers. Yeah. It's it's agony. It's like or as if they playing the Steelers, I actually got to root for somebody to score a touchdown on my boys. Yeah. And you know our D has been suspect these last 2 years, so it's just like Hey man, any points versus us ain't good in real football. But and that's what se- that's what separates the good fancy football guys <laughs> from the great. That's the separation. I'm, and I'm dead ass because, like, when you have that Homer feeling, you know, and it's like I I can't I can't pick three Tennessee Titans against the Steelers. <laughs> like, what right. are you talking about? But when when they when they go off and have 17 points on your bench because you didn't start them because they were playing your team, ah, go postal. Yeah, that makes the difference. Like you. We see it every week. There'll be a, a guy that outscores you from his bench. And 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 like your, your starting lineup got 74 points and his bench had 88. Like we've all seen it. So it's like that's the separation. That's what that's what people take you for. Like, like I got a guy, man, he he's always top three, top four in the league every year. And it's like, like what like you really be on this. So it's yeah. like, okay, so I can't just show up at the draft with with my ESPN cheat sheet and just get through. Like you can go that route, but it's a lot more thought. Like I've 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 done a live draft. You ever done a live draft? If you haven't, I recommend it because mm-hmm. you really get to see how people prep and they thought process into their pick, not just watching the clock go to five, four, three, two, one, and bling, your turn. You know, right. like you get to see, like, man, do I want him? Like he's talking to you, talking about it. Like that really, to me, that's a that's a dope thing to see. You know, people really. Or or they being real quiet, like and you looking at Joe, like man, it's only three 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 possible picks right now. Look who's look at the names that's left, and then they pick someone left field, and you like, and then week four he bust you for twenty five points. You like, I, I okay, I get it now. I see, I, I see it, it. <laughs> I see it. Well, there's another episode of You Can't Make This Up podcast. Special shout out to Demarco, man. He celebrated a birthday over the weekend yeah. too, man. So shout out to him, bars and beyond. And uh, got a lot of good feedback over his uh, So Gone Challenge, man. Yeah, Killer Kev dropped a little bars for y'all, too. Don't yeah, get we twisted. Gonna, we gonna throw Killer Kev's So Gone I'm not Challenge a rapper, on the I'm enders. a DJ. You know? <laughs> In my mind, it sounded so much better. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you that mind-to-mouth transfer for a non-rappers is... That's the, that's the switch. That's what makes you a rapper or a non-rapper is the... That is fun. The mind-to-mouth transfer. Oh, pause. <laughs> And special shouts out to the homie Craig Black. Stop by the podcast, man. You can yeah. check him out at Craig Black. B-L-A-C. Also, I wanted to say too. Yeah. If I, also, I wanted to say if y'all if y'all didn't check out last week's pod with uh, Miss Faith Daniels, man. I'm telling you, that's a good. If you just need a little pick me up, you know, a little just a little boost, a little extra, a little extra shot in your espresso, you know, that's something to listen to because it really. I listen to it on the way here again just to really. She really dropped some knowledge that really that really is dope to hear how it works, but also talking about life. So it's it's, it's a dope one to check if you haven't checked it out. And Faith was our first female guest too, by the way. Yeah. So we gotta get some more females in the building. Absolutely, tonight. absolutely. Can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev. Time to leave with them bars. Uh. Killer Kev chilling in the radio. About to get the pie going for the one show. Y'all know that one on Sunday at one with me and K Dub. That ain't his name no more. It's Kev Nash. See, I don't even rap like that. It's just the mic check. I'm just checking in one time for the rejects. And if you want me to get back, then they give back. It's at DJ underscore killer underscore Kev. Remember that. Bars! <laughs> <laughs>
Mike check one two one two. <laughs>